What's up, guys? You are listening to another episode of my podcast, What Now? Now, this is actually part two of my two-part series, Back to the Basics, where we talk about the Bible and everything that comes with it. If you want to learn more about the basics and the beginner stuff about what the Bible is exactly, I highly suggest part one. But in this second part, we are going to be talking about building habits that last and to not fear the Bible. This will actually be broken up into three stages. If you want to go look at the timestamps, they'll be in my bio, but we're going to be hitting three types of phases that people are usually in or get in when they read the Bible. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. All right, so let's get into this phase number one. I know nothing, help me. Now, I named it this phase is because it's for those who are starting the word for the first time or starting a book for the first time or just something new in the Bible. And the biggest thing that I want you guys to do is to write down your why. Very beginning, before you even touch the book, before you even do anything, write down your why. Why you're reading this book, why you want to spend time with God. Maybe it's because you want to learn more of the promises that God has for you or you just want to learn more about the characters like I know for me personally I just hear the word heard so much and pulled in so many different directions around through the church through the media through the world through my friends like I just wanted to gain my own perspective on who God is and really the context of where those verses were coming from and the stories that I was hearing another reason too is that like I said earlier, there's so many characters that people mention, like Noah's Ark, or Adam and Eve, or David and Goliath, and I was just like, I have no idea what these people are talking about, like, I kind of just, well, I kind of just nod my head, because in church, that's what you do, you're just like, oh yeah, like, we've heard the story a hundred times, but have we really heard or understood the context of where this story is coming from, like, why this random story about a small character named David and going against a big giant Goliath? Another thing, too, is after you write down your why, set a time and a place. Now, first off, if you don't usually set strict rules on yourself, don't be like, you know, at 2.30 every day, I'm going to sit down and read three pages of my, or five chapters of my Bible and just be done with the day. Because unless you're completely committed and know you're going to stick with that every single day, I really suggest you do not do that. Because... That might work for one day, two days, maybe even three days. But over time, life gets busy. You're not going to be available at 2.30 every single day, unless you know you will be. But if you aren't usually good at setting setting strict rules on yourself, pick an area of time you know you won't be busy with and stay with it. Like I know for me, I have a really busy schedule. Like I could be completely open one day and then completely booked the next And so for me personally, since I don't necessarily like reading in the mornings because I have school and school starts at seven o'clock, which I really don't want to be waking up at five o'clock to read the word. I do it before I go to sleep because no matter what, I have to go to sleep. Like there's no stopping me from going to sleep. So right before I go to bed, I always try to read the set amount of chapters or whatever I have to do for that night. And when you're just starting out, you have to remember it takes two weeks to a month to create a habit. So you can't go in being like, you know what, I'm just going to try it for three days, and if I make it make it to the fourth, 
we'll see if we keep going. Like, no, that's not how it works. You have to be committed and willing to keep up with it for two weeks to a month. And that creates the habit. And once you have that, it'll be a lot easier for you to make that time for yourself, to spend that time with the word, to remember, oh yeah, like before I go to sleep, yeah, I got to read the word. Like it'll make you something to be excited about. But on the flip side, you also have to recognize that it takes only three days to break a habit. So if you're just reading the word for a, for a week and you're like, okay, that was great. And then you go back to your regular life the next the next three days, going back to the word is going to be so much harder. Now I say this not to freak you out or not to derail you or not to like hesitate you on reading the word because I truly believe this word is something you definitely need to get into. But after it's creating a discipline for yourself. It's not going to be the easiest thing you have to realize. You're not going to open this book and then find all of the answers you're ever searching for and it's going to be the easiest thing. Like no. Like it's going to have to be something you want and something you want to stay committed to. And that is why it is so important to write down your why at the beginning because it can be really hard to build a habit and to build a discipline if you don't know why you're doing it in the first place. A final tip that I have is do a pre or post and or post prayer. And now this really helps me center my mind and really just get me thinking and remembering my why and really just focusing on what it is I'm doing in the moment which is spending time with God. And so I know for me, when I am reading the word, the main things that I always try to pray for is the wisdom and knowledge and memory to understand what God is saying, especially in the context of what's going on in the story. The second thing is to humble me, make everything that I gain from this Bible used to not puff me up, but rather to humble me. And to use anything that I'm able to gain to love God more and then be able to love others more. And another thing too is just to learn what God has said, learn what God is trying to sell me and correct any lies or misconceptions that I may believe because we have to be able to come in with a humble heart and realize that what we might believe about the word might not actually be true. And the final thing is just to walk alongside God, especially throughout this word and in our life, and to apply it into my own world and my own relationship with God. This really does give me the strength and really help me center my mind for getting into the word and truly committing for that 30 minutes to an hour of time I spend with God for that specific day. And so that is the end of phase one. Let's go ahead and get into the next phase. Okay, section number two, let's get into this. I'm bored, it's stagnant, I don't wanna. I named this three different things because most likely throughout reading the word and developing that discipline for yourself, you will go through these phases. It's inevitable. I've gone through them. A lot of people I've been friends with have experienced the same thing. And so I just wanna help you guys and give you guys some tips and tricks. So number one, finding your meaning. And this is done by remembering your why. I talked about this in phase number one. This is so, 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 so important. This is my number one tip because you have to remember why you wanted to start reading the word in the first place. Because if you don't, you're just going to start turning it into a routine and you're not going to really find the meaning, the importance of why you're reading the word. Because then it'll just be like some task you have to do. And that's not what God wants it to be. God doesn't want you reading the word just some task so you can check it off your checklist. Like That is not what the word is supposed to be. Another thing too is to check your pre and post prayer. Remember why you're praying in the first place. To really 
center your mind and focus on what God has to say for you in the moment. Because if you're just praying to pray or praying to say you pray because that's been your routine that you've built, like that is not going to last. Really just taking that moment to pause and think about the words you're saying is so important. Like I know I do this all the time where I just kind of pray really quickly so I can just get in the word and be done with it for the night. Like, And it goes to show it's not beneficial. I had I was doing that for a while and I actually fell out of the word because it's just so hard to build to want to do task. You're not going to want to do task. You're going to you're going to want to do things that are meaningful to you that show importance. Another tip too is to not just read the word, but to break it apart, to write in it, to make it personal to you, to annotate, to use soap to jot side notes, make it applicable to your life because that is what's important because God is personal. He wants to know you and he wants to show you who he is and prove to you that he is a loving father. Now, if you don't know what soap is or what it even looks like to annotate or write notes down, I actually have an IGTV IGTV video that's out on my Instagram, what.nowpodcast. And I actually show you what my Bible looks like when I'm reading a passage. And a big thing too is don't be afraid to write in your Bible. Because it's really, it's not a bad thing to write in your Bible. Trust me. You want to tear it apart. You want to pull out those things you think God is speaking to you about. Another thing too is that if it's hard for you to stay focused. If it's hard for when you're reading the word and you're just like, I really can't read another of the same looking passage again. Get uncomfortable because a big thing too, like I know for me, I notice this, especially when I'm reading at night, is that when I get comfortable, I can tend to like fall asleep while praying or I can, or not praying, while reading the Bible. Same with praying actually. (laughs) And it can be really hard to listen and really just understand where God's coming from if I'm not, or if I'm in a comfortable position, because comfortable equals sleep to me, especially at night. So for me, it'd really help if you like sit up, or if you like maybe not sit in your bed, but sit on the floor. If you have a desk, sit there, like sit in a place you know you won't get comfortable. And if it's really a really struggle for you, genuinely pray to God and be like, hey God, like I really need help staying focused on you tonight. I'm having a really hard time. Could you give me the strength to focus on you tonight? And I know that really helps for me. Another big tip is this five second rule I learned. And now this is actually really helpful because your brain really loves to be in autopilot mode. It really loves to be chilling, going along with the flow of every day-to-day life. It doesn't really like to step out of its comfort zone. But your brain will usually have like five to six, maybe even more like instances where you have ideas that can really benefit your life. And most likely for you, if you're reading the word, one of those ideas is to just read the word. As soon as you get in your room, read the word. Maybe it is to sit up when you read the word. Maybe it is to read that extra chapter. Your brain usually has about five seconds to make that helpful, helpful decision before it pulls the brake and goes back into autopilot mode, which is undesirable. So when you are building a habit for yourself, try this five second rule. When you have that idea, not even just with reading the word. If you ever have an idea that you really think could help, count down, count down, not up, from five to one and then do it. Trust me, it has helped me so much. It sounds so, so simple, but it has really helped me a lot get into the word and just 
Do it. Stop waiting around and actually commit to something in my life, which is so, so beneficial. Another big tip, and this for my overachievers out there is, will probably be a little relieving to you, is that you have to recognize that you are not going to be perfect. Okay, be reasonable with yourself because as long as you are putting in the effort, you are spending time with God if you think about it. You are really genuinely putting in that time and putting in that effort to get to know God. It is okay if you do not hit that two to three chapters you need to hit for that day because you know yourself. You know when maybe, hey, like it's been a really long day. I really want to get into the word. Maybe I won't be able to read those five chapters I need to read tonight, but maybe I will just go ahead and read the three. That is reading those three chapters and just pushing yourself to at least read them is so makes such an impact and God knows it. God loves when you just you know you're tired but you're willing to just take that extra step to build that relationship and to build that discipline even if you aren't hitting your own personal goals. And because since it's the hardest part of this whole thing is showing up, the fact that you're doing that small percentage but putting in all your effort is so worth it. Because if you can do what you have to do, you must do it. That is one of the biggest lessons that I learned when building a discipline is that if you can, you must. So on the flip side of that, if you know you have that extra like 30 minutes or you went to bed early or you got home from school early and you have that extra time to read those maybe two or three chapters more than you thought you could, read them. Because if you can, you must. If you can get into that word to really dive down deep and to just push yourself, you will be surprised on how good that feels. Another thing too is that you will most likely fail reading this word. The goal is to push yourself to failure because anything you want to strive for failure. I know that doesn't sound like a normal thing to say, but if you set a goal for yourself and you're like, you know what, I want to read six chapters a night and you go to bed and you read three and you're like, okay, that was way too much for me. You're, re- you're finding, you're pushing your, but you push yourself to six. That is amazing. But if you don't, you're finding your weak spots. You're like, maybe I really want to hit this goal. Maybe I have to be going to bed even earlier. Or if you're reading a chapter and it's getting really hard to understand where God is coming from and you just like, you can't read anymore because you literally don't understand that is showing a weakness that can really, is showing you where you can strengthen your own faith. God doesn't put complicated passages in the Bible or like things that can be confusing at first to distract you or annoy you or to push you away from faith, but rather he puts those in to pull you in and to challenge your faith and just really grab a hold of what you're trying to believe in. And when you decide to show up, show up. That is another huge thing because you don't want to make the same decision twice. If you set, if you decided at night before I go to sleep, I'm going to read five chapters and you show up, read those chapters. You don't want to be contemplating in your head thinking like, yeah, I said this, but I'm tired or yeah, I said this, but like the Bible's like on the other side of the room and I don't want to get up because I'm comfortable. Like you decided to make this commitment. So show up because it is so worth it. Like think about working out. 
Like, you never regret a workout after you do it. And trust me, you'll never regret reading a passage after you read it. Because over time, you'll show progress. And it is truly beneficial. And it, it's amazing to feel like when you're sitting in a church service and they talk about a verse that you read or a story that you just read about. And it's so cool that you're able to tie that together. And I trust me, building those habits and creating that endurance for yourself to read the word is so helpful because when reading the word, we're not here just to finish it or to do the quick game. We're here to play the long game and truly grab into the word of God. My final tips are, like I said earlier, is to challenge your faith. Now, the words, there will be a lot of things you'll experience in this time that you are unsure about with the word or you are unsure about in the places around you or on the media. And it is our job to not just follow blindly, but to really break apart and challenge the faith that you believe in. Because when you challenge an aspect of your faith and God prevails successfully, that will make you grow stronger in your faith. Another thing is to watch sermons. If you don't necessarily go to church and you think the only way that you'll be able to get close to God is through the Bible. That is not true. There are many sermons, there are devos that are actually connected to verses in the Bible that you can apply to your life. And a lot of things, I always say this around my family and stuff, but you do you. But I added this, don't do nothing, boo. (laughs) I just say those little things for myself. But you do what fits for you. But don't sit around and do nothing because you deserve an opportunity to build a relationship with God and to experience God like never before. Another, this is kind of a little extra bonus tip in here. If you want to challenge your faith, I suggest bringing your Bible outside of your designated place that you read. And I know this sounds weird, but especially if you're sleeping somewhere other than your home. Because this will help you mentally push your faith and allow you to stay on track even if you're unable to read at the time. Because if you bring it if you bring your Bible over to your friend's house or on trips or even to school, like the fact that you could whip it out and read it and be that close to God in a place where maybe following God or talking about God isn't really usual, it is so empowering, especially if you do it. And trust me, I've done it before. I felt so awkward and I really thought My friends were going to be more on me than I thought, but they were really open to it. And even though it was weird and it wasn't really something that was normal for that situation, it actually created an outlet for us to talk about faith and an outlet for us to understand where I'm coming from and where they're coming from and just really get to know myself more in my faith. And and even you may even learn something about their faith too. This goes to say, Make the word come to life in you and notice how it applies to your everyday life because that is what will make it last, is making it applicable to your life and making the decision to commit to this faith. And so that is the end of section two. I know it was a long one, but I think it was super, super important. So let's go ahead and get into this last phase. Congrats, you made it to phase three. I call this one, yo, I got some questions because when we encounter the Bible, whether it's just in the passage or just the Bible in context with the world, 
there can be a lot of questions. And now first off, before we get into it, we have to recognize that we won't ever be able to understand the Bible reading it the first time. Even if you get through the whole Bible, every time you read, God is prone to show you something new. I mean, that's why it's called the living word. And another thing is that you don't have to memorize the book to be a quote-unquote good Christian. I mean, it helps a lot, but memorizing it is just a task. But when you truly understand what God is saying and having that on your heart, it'll just come to you. And that type of memorization is coming from God and is building your own relationship. And now I want to talk about what you should be doing when you have questions about the passage itself and you're reading something and it doesn't really make sense. A big thing that I do and will really help you guys is to look up videos. And now I have this source. I've talked about it on a few episodes in this channel. If you go to YouTube and search up Bible Project or if you look at the specific chapters of your book. For instance, I'm reading Jeremiah right now. So if I looked on YouTube and I said, Jeremiah Overview Bible Project, it'll give you a beautiful, beautiful 10 to 15 minute video explaining the historical context of what's going on in relation to Jesus and the Messiah and all that stuff, even if it's in the Old Testament, because I know Jeremiah is in the Old Testament. It all ties it together. It gives any historical background context. I think I said that, but it gives you more of like specific words and like their definitions and how it applies to the Bible and what it's trying to say. And I really do think it is so, so helpful. It's kind of like this quote unquote spark notes for my high schoolers out there who know what that is for the word. And I think that is super, super helpful. Also, another thing you can do, but be careful is to look it up on the internet, especially for specific verses on explanations. Really check a few sources when you're doing this and making sure you fact check it and you really pray to God and to show you the truth and the individual truth that he wants to show you. And because that can be a very hard place to look because you can look up one thing and find 30 different results. So really just take it upon yourself to truly ask God and to show you a way. And that is another big thing too, is pray about your questions. Because yeah, even though you think about the questions, bringing it individually to God through prayer and physically saying it or saying it in your head in prayer is what truly allows God to make a difference and to show you the truth and to show you his way. Another big thing too, is that if you have questions regarding the Bible as a whole, in relation to the world and everything going on, because I know there can be a lot of questions going on with that. I suggest checking out this podcast. It's called FAQ About Jesus. It's made by one of my friends called, or one of my friends, Ford Reasons. He, I actually appeared in one of his podcast episodes. You should definitely go check that out. But the episodes that I'm talking about in particular is I Still Have Questions. It is a two-parter series, and it goes into questions regarding the Bible and the world, him and his guest speaker talk about those questions that people, actually high schoolers most likely, submitted and he really dives down deep and answers those questions and I really do think that is a great resource if you have questions about the Bible and the world. And also just any other podcasts too. Those are very good resources to look up and to fact check and to just really dive down deep. Like I know, for instance, like I mentioned the Bible Project again because I love it. But the Bible Project also has individual like devos, which are devotionals. 
and pod- and like mini podcast summaries of little sections that you may read in the Bible. So looking up those are incredibly helpful. If you want to look up those, those are in the Bible app. Literally just search up the Bible or the Bible app in your app store, whether you have like Samsung or Google or Apple or whatever, it'll show up and you're able to look at that and the devotionals and those will be able to help you out. Another big thing too, if you can, I know that we are in a state where seeing people can be really difficult right now, but I really do encourage you to find a group of people to read the word with. If you are reading it by yourself and you're really struggling, I really suggest either finding a Bible study or joining a small group. If you don't know what that is, it's usually connected to a church and it's a group of people that kind of come together and talk about either the service that was going on today or just really to get to know people that are also trying to find faith of their own as well. And I think it's really beneficial that everyone's experienced something like that in their life. That is really helpful. Another thing you can do is ask your pastor because as always, those are probably the best people to ask if you have questions. And if you are able to get a hold of them, that is amazing because usually they have really, really helpful answers. Another thing too is any other spiritual leader that you may have, like a small group leader, or if you have a parent that's really into like Christianity, or if you have like another leader figure in your life that will be able to help you out, that is another great, great thing. My final tip, my final tidbit is if you still have questions and you don't really have one of those outlets to go to, truly like just send me an email. Like I will do my best to answer the questions that you guys have because I want you guys to have the fullest opportunity that you have absorbed in the word. And though even though I may personally might not be able to help answer all your questions, I will try my best to point you in a direction that will. And feel free to email me at my email, whatnowpodcast20 at gmail.com. And truly, that is about all the information that I have for you guys today. I know that was kind of really quick really quick with the questions, but I just want to say, first off, that the fact that you are still committed to the Word, even though you have questions, is truly amazing. And it truly shows that you are trying to challenge your faith, like I said, in the first two phases, and that is amazing. So I want to congratulate for you for keep for doing that and for to keep doing that and to find those answers and to really just ask God like I know for me asking God was super big because I was able to just step back from my question and really ask why I'm asking that question in the first place and then break it down and really just see what God is trying to say for me in that moment and so that again is all the information I have for you guys today I really hope this information helped and allows you to grow closer into reading the word. I really hope if you are able, please, please, please share this video around. I really think this of all the episodes that I have on here is really beneficial because I know God is a personal God, but I want you to know that too. I want everyone on this earth to know that there is a God who is for them, that loves them, and wants to show them that you are loved, that you have a purpose on this earth, and that he created you and had the thoughts of you. And I think that is such a beautiful, beautiful thing. And that not a lot of people get to understand. And by reading the word, it just goes to solidify that truth. And I hope that you get to experience that as well as you read the word. Again, if you have any questions at all, please feel free to email me. And I pray that this podcast may help you in any way, shape, or form. And again, I hope you guys have a blessed, blessed day. See you guys next time.